This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a good soggy Saturday morning, and welcome to The Garden Show. Uh, Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden, and uh, alongside, of course, Charlie Dobbin, the host, the uh, mistress of the marigolds, <laughs> and a uh, whole bunch of other descriptive Diva phrases. of the dirt. Diva, that's the one, Diva of the dirt. Yeah, that's me. You're going to be dishing it out today, aren't you? You got it. Uh, yeah, you bet. Uh, gee, I'm, uh, okay, we've got one call coming in. I was just going to say, folks, now would be an excellent time to call. If you want a question. Call early, call, call often, often one, one question, question per caller. Call. And the numbers are? All righty, 416 Three six zero zero seven forty, and then anywhere in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. If you are a first time caller, please let Sebastian know when you check in with him uh, right off the top there, and he'll let me know, and I will give you a little ring of the bell mm. to welcome you as a first time caller. That's right. So, my friend, here we are, and I yeah. We needed day. some rain. Well, I guess, yeah. You know, the gardens needed some yeah. rain. Okay. And it was beautiful yesterday. Yeah. I had a day off from my retail job at Canadian Tire. Yeah. And I got a couple hours I was able to spend in my garden, thank goodness, because it's been very neglected and screaming at me for the last three weeks. Uh, <laughs> so that was nice, getting out there, uh, enjoying the birds and the sunshine. Yeah. And I must have pulled about a 1,000 Norway maple seedlings because I have a large Norway maple. Uh, yeah. and it does drop many seeds every year. So anybody Amazing with a Norway maple like yeah, knows this this story. Yeah. Like you can end up with a I could have too bad there wasn't a market for them because I could certainly start a, have started a nursery many times over. So all right, well here's a couple of announcements which I know people would love to hear about. Things that are going on. If you're not busy in your own garden, perhaps you'd like to get out to the Etobicoke Horticultural Society plant sale, which is on today. Rain or shine, so it's definitely on from 9 o'clock, so right now until noon or until sold out. It's happening at the Plast Huculac. What the heck is that? I don't know. <laughs> Center. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. It's, uh, it's a 516, the Kingsway. Okay. I mean, that's the main thing. Just get to 516, 516, the Kingsway in Toronto, which is the southeast corner of Kipling and the Kingsway. So the plant sale, of course, is located outside in the parking lot, and there's all kinds of great plants, both sun and shade, and native plants, herbs, ferns, hostas, etc. Tobacco Master Gardeners will be there and happy to answer questions. Bring your own box or tray to carry your purchases home. Excuse me, next Saturday, from 10 until 1, the Scarborough Garden... The Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society's annual plant sale is on at the historic Campbell Farmhouse, Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Enter through gate from large parking lot. 
Lots going on because then the following Saturday, the Oakville Horticultural Society is having their plant sale. Um, it's at the Munns United Church, which is the corner of Dundas and 6th Line, from 8 o'clock in the morning until 11 a.m. So that's a real early bird mm-hmm. plant sale. Good prices, knowledgeable advice, more information, www.oakvillehort.org. And I'll stop there because the next one is happening at the end of May and we can oh, talk about that next week. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, you know, I can't believe I'm looking at the phone banks and uh, obviously folks uh, took advantage of the Great. Uh, empty lines. We've got two calls from Mount Forest. Nice. Yeah, coming up. So, anyway, all that uh, and our first caller will actually be uh, in from South Etobicoke. Okay, that would be Sandra. Sandra, we're coming to you in just moments here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, as we indicated before we took a little break there, we're heading to South Etobicoke. We've never heard it quite I know. I wonder like where exactly it, it, South Etobicoke is. Well, let's find out from Sandra. She's on the line right now. Good morning, Sandra. Welcome to the show. Good morning, South Etobicoke? Well, I just said south to differentiate it from the north part. It's well, there you go. kind of long and narrow. True. So you're down near the lake, obviously. Yes, um, near a, the Queensway Royal yeah. York Blur area. Oh, yeah, lovely. So, anyway, I was given a mystery bulb by a neighbor. Mm-hmm. She was given them from a friend that went to Canada Blooms, and apparently on the last day you can scoop up bulbs, put them in a brown paper bag for $5. Oh, yeah. This lady was not a gardener and had no idea what she was scooping up. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of them I've identified. This one looks like a, a carrot. It's between three and four inches long, and mm-hmm. it's jet black, mm. and it's hard, really hard, and it has little green sprouts just starting at the top where carrot leaves would come out. <clears throat> Any ideas what it is? They were meant to be um, bulbs that you plant in the spring for spring or summer flowering. And Hmm. my research, I cannot find out what it is. And was that this year? This was this year. Hmm. It was, um, I think one of the retailers just gave brown paper bags to people, said it's like 5 or $10, put as many bulbs in this bag as you can. (laughs) It was the last day, just about closing time. So... I'm thinking it has to be something relatively common, I guess. But I don't think it's that common. You know what I think you should do? Take a photograph and email it to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, really. Yeah. I'll give you the uh, email address yeah, to reach Charlie, okay? Um, like, off the top of my head, nothing's yeah. coming to mind. Everything I looked on on the internet for spring bulbs, mm. they you know, showed every type, but nothing. nothing like it sounds like a like petrified it. carrot. Yeah, well, like. and you yeah. know, carrots... And, and that really is the best description of it, and it's not like a... I say a dahlia or iris corn that would yeah. grow sideways. It's definitely because it's it's shooting just from the top. Well. But you know, carrots originally <clears throat> were purple. The only reason they're orange is because the Dutch started growing them, and because orange is their color, they mm-hmm. only grew orange carrots. And the purples went out. Uh, you know, they still exist, but but uh, um, orange carrots became the norm because the Dutch grew so many carrots for the entire world. Well, could be. So anyway, take a photograph. But would they be selling a carrot to plant? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Normally not. Anyway, Sandra, if you want to uh, just, uh, I'll give you a moment or so to get a piece of paper and pencil and uh, 
just keep listening, and I'll give you the uh, email address for Charlie, okay? And then send that along, because now you've piqued both our interests here. <laughs> what the heck is that mystery bulb, says I. Hmm. Well, okay, here is Charlie Dobbins' email address to reach you here at Zoomer Radio. It's c.dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. Dot com. Okay? Okay. There we go. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. My husband just wants to thank you for the information you gave him about keeping dahlias. Oh, good. It's worked wonderfully, and he's going to plant them next weekend. Excellent. Good stuff. Always, always nice to hear uh, a satisfied customer. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And next weekend <laughs> is the big weekend, right? The, oh. the May 2-4 weekend. Yeah, yeah. We'll and have to bring a 2-4 in. That's right. And we yeah. also have frost warnings and snow showers, ah, potentially, gee, <clears> both wins. tonight and tomorrow night. I don't like that. No, I know. Okay, all right. Hey, Marilyn in Mount Forest, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, my question is about lily beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, uh, my emperor lilies haven't got them this year yet, and I understand the overwinter in the dirt. Mm-hmm. What I use beside her herbicide and pesticides, I've tried ammonia, and it does work, but it, it they pop up here and there. Mm-hmm. What about diastomaceous earth or something like that? Um, if you, it's not a bad idea in terms of the larva because larva crawl along the ground. So yes, indeed, diatomaceous earth. Seven, you know, basically lacerates their little bellies because diatomaceous earth is sharp and their liquids ooze out and they die. But diatomaceous earth is not very effective on the adults because, of course, they stand, they're beetles and they stand up on their feet and they don't have that same uh, scraping on the belly. But nothing wrong with trying, uh, but I would put it in a ring, you know, literally. It's a white powder and you would place a, a ring of that powder around any of your plants that are in the lily family. Okay. And you'd have to replace after rain. Okay. Okay. And about the ammonia, the strength, maybe I'm not making it the correct. Yeah, I am, I'm a, a little hesitant to use ammonia to kill the insects because if it's strong enough to kill the insects, it's likely strong enough to kill the plant. But you can pick them off too. You know, just lay a bit of newspaper down and just give the plant a little bit of a, a whack with your hand and they'll all drop right onto the newspaper, right right before your very eyes, and then you can squish them. Okay. Okay. okay good, good luck with that, Marilyn. Thanks and for calling. A, a neighbor of yours, Carol, by name, in Mount Forest, is going to hang on the line just for a moment. We have to take just a, a little bit of a break here and... and uh, Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Uh, Charlie and I just quickly jumped online to check out Mount Forest and found (laughs) out, well, as of 2011, there were just... Well, I think uh, 5,000 people, roughly, in the Mount Forest. Clearly a lot of gardeners. Though. Well, yeah, because now, uh, we, with the addition to Carol to our show, we will have talked to two of the 4,900... Uh, well, of the 5,000. Yeah, of the 5,000. Mount Forestonians. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carol, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And actually, I'm not at Mount, in Mount Forest. I'm above Mount Forest, actually, in West Gray. But Oh, lovely. Oh, you ruined my story. You don't know well. <laughs> That's anyway, okay. I was wondering, Charlie, are you familiar with um, a Thai plant? Uh, an indoor house plant? Um, years ago, and I'm going back decades, probably 35, 40 years ago, they used to sell chunks of wood in the likes of Kmart. So we know how far I'm going back. Yeah. Um, and then you you 
soaked the end of this little hunk of wood in, in water until it grew roots, and then it grew a plant. Hmm. Anyway, I've got this Thai plant in the house. I've had it for 35 or so years. What do the leaves look like? They look like uh, corn leaves, actually, uh, okay. long, elongated, uh, like a corn stalk. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but recently, two weeks or so ago, we noticed this thing coming out the top of it that reminds me of a corn tassel. Uh-huh. And it, it, it's, now it's blooming. Oh, my. Hmm. And there's no smell, no, no perfume at all to, the, to them. Um, and I just wondered, like, do we get fruit or anything off of it? <laughs> uh, you know what? Hmm. When I just do a quick Google search here for Thai plant, I keep coming up with something called cordyline, and that is not what you have. Yeah. Um, I bet you have something that's more like a dracaena. And wow, look at the rain's pouring. Um, Dracaena, <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> uh, also commonly known as a corn plant. Let me just double check. Oh. I just remember these. This is from way back in my white rose retail days. So, oh yeah, Dracaena fragrance. Yeah, there it is. Indoor corn plant care. Hmm. See, I wonder if that does it have stripes in the leaves? No. No, I no, not no veins, but not stripes. No. Yeah, like not two shades of green no, or anything. No, no, a real rich, dark, dark, huh. dark green leaves on it. Wow! So you might just be another example of somebody who needs to take a photograph and yeah. send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have. I wrote down the uh, address. Okay, good. Excellent. I, what I was really curious is, yeah. okay, if if I know it as a Thai plant. I'm not going to get Thai food off it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, it's no. funny because eh? there's Thai basil. Yeah. There's I love common <laughs> names because they make absolutely no sense. You know, yeah. it's one of those got to have the real name on these plants and then you can look them up. But because I bet you there's about 20 plants out there, it's like money plant, right? Yeah. You know how many right. plants are called money plant? So yeah, take a picture, send it in. Let's see what it is. Okay, good. Thanks, Thanks so much. much. Good. Thanks a lot, Carol. That's good. And she's kept that alive for a long time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that leaves one line open. We can fill that uh, most handily, I'm sure. Four one six. 3600740 here in Toronto and then anywhere in the province toll free 18667404740 and hello to Najma in Brampton welcome to the show Najma Hi how are you good morning Yeah good, good morning. morning welcome to the show Thank you I have a question in terms of I have a small patch in my garden for vegetables I wanted to try and grow a few and um and I wondered about the notion of this soil depletion in, and what to do and how to plant because I, I tend to buy this every year like the vegetables that I like to grow like mm-hmm. tomatoes and eggplants and mm-hmm. um, you know things of that sort very variety of peppers and chilies and mm-hmm. you know they, I just noticed over the last couple of years it, they just haven't grown as well I used to get lots and lots mm-hmm. of fruit um, vegetables and last couple of years not so much so I don't know what I'm doing wrong with whether I'm not placing them properly in the small patch or the soil well, um, no, but I, th- I think you're having the, the issue that so many of us have when we do have a small designated area for vegetables and we're unable to truly rotate the crops because it's just not a big enough garden in which to rotate. Uh, and there's certain plants that we love, you know, food we want to eat. And as you mentioned, tomatoes, eggplant, they are members of the exact of the same family. Uh, peppers, not. But nevertheless... In a perfect world, what you would do is you would swap, put your tomatoes someplace different and you plant beans where your tomatoes had been because beans will actually add nitrogen to the soil. Tomatoes are very heavy feeders. They suck the nutrient out, as do the eggplants, in a big way. 
and so that's why we do see the crops often reduce over time when we keep planting the same plants in the same spot. Now, you can mix your soil around as a, as a way to try and get around this. You can also make a real effort to add very good organic matter every single spring. Something simple like composted manure, depending on the size of your patch. You know, you want to add a good half inch anyway to all your garden beds at this time of year. And if you can add more than than a half an inch to your vegetable garden, that's great. Mixing, of course, and if possible, moving uh, and placing things in slightly different locations. But, yeah, it's a a tough one. And then... um, Depending also on how you feed your plants, some people use, you know, miracle Grow or something like that as a tomato food. Other people will rely more on homemade compost and manures and things like that to feed the plants. But you do have to stay on top of that through the entire growing season. How often should we, I be feeding then? Maybe that's... Well, if you were using like a miracle Grow, they'll tell you on the package every oh. two weeks. Uh, okay. I wouldn't do it that often, maybe every three or four weeks. There's also okay. some good slow-release fertilizers for tomatoes um, okay. that you just incorporate into the soil as you're planting, and then mm-hmm. you're, it is a slow feed going on the entire, the entire season. Uh, so which, just getting some green beans, and I can try those. I haven't tried those. Yeah, try beans. Try some peas. Just try and change it up a bit. I mean, things like cauliflower and broccoli are huge. They take up an awful lot of room. But you can certainly grow um, with a bit, a bit of netting and a few mm-hmm. stakes in the garden, some pole beans um, or some climbing peas, and that will, will help actually improve the soil. Okay, and and last and just in terms, I should wait not to plant them right now, right? I should wait for the after the long weekend if you're of plant, the weather. Yeah, if you're planting seeds, uh, you might be good to go, except for the fact that it's pouring rain. But do yeah. not plant out any of your bedding plants or any of your vegetable plants yet, because, like oh. I say, we have frost warnings tonight and tomorrow night, and then who knows what the next few days holds. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. You're, I appreciate it. Your okay, nice. Yeah, thanks so much for calling. Yep. Alrighty, hey, we're going out to the Danforth. Here's George. Hey, George, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, i just give you a run back on, on what happened. Like a couple of years ago, we did the Leapers here, and I called you, and uh, we had a, 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 a rose bush that's a climber, uh-huh. and it covered mostly the front of the house. It was monstrous. And we cut it away back when we dug it up so they could put in the Leapers. Right. And... Uh, Last year it did real well, uh-huh. and uh, now this year the, some of the the old uh, runs are drying up. They're they're bone dry. I had to cut them off. Like you know, it yeah. doesn't look like they're going to do anything. But everything seems to be late this year. Mm-hmm. Even the grass isn't as full as it used to be. The ground has taken a long time to warm up this year. Yeah. We, we haven't had a ton of sun, and of course, we didn't have the same kind of cold winter that we had the last two winters. But we've had a prolonged cool spring. Yeah, I don't think we got enough snow coverage on a lot of this stuff either. Well, and it's interesting too because I, I was amazed that so many things did survive those two cold winters and and now when I'm walking around my garden, I appear to have lost a couple of roses this winter. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. I mean, I these are roses that I've had for 25 years. Well, and, we have a Japanese maple here and it's struggling to put leaves on. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, the interesting thing about <clears throat> weather and plants is that many plants are put under such extreme stress 
that we don't really realize how stressed they are. So they seem okay, but there they are a year or two later, completely giving up the ghost and dying. And it's based on stressful conditions a couple of years ago, not this past winter necessarily at all. It was also a weird fall. Remember the fall went on forever. We mm-hmm. had mild, mild fall. We had forsythia blooming. We had magnolias blooming in December. Oh, yeah, so, we had flowers late in the year. Yeah, this year. So, that, so the plants get very confused by that stuff. When, when the, the fall goes on forever, the spring stuff starts to pop because we had a little bit of cold, then we had all that warmth, and that's super hard on the plants. Then we had real winter. Now we've had this prolonged spring. So I think that's had, you know, the cherry blossoms aren't blooming in High Park this year yeah. just because of that, because that fall went on forever, you know, cold and warm, and the flower buds end up getting frosted off in the real winter. Well, we fed this thing pretty well, like triple mix and, mm-hmm. and miracle Grow and whatever, you know. Well, now's the time to cut your roses back. I mean, this Think is... you should cut it right back or what? Well, I definitely take off everything that's dead, no question. Then, well, yeah, we were figuring that. We've cut some of it off now. Like, it didn't look like it was going to do anything. If it's brown or black or wrinkled or black, crispy... brown and dry. Yeah, take it away, take it away. Keep cutting back until you are looking at canes that have pure white centers in them. So yeah, they are alive. Like green outer. It's called yeah, green on the outside, white on the inside. The pith or mm-hmm. the center of the cane should be white. Yeah. So if you're cutting back and it's green, but it's brown in the pith, uh-huh. keep going. Well, and, you think you should feed it with something special or what? Um, you should definitely feed your roses. Now I'm a pretty big fan of rose food. It can be whether it's a liquid, you know, water soluble or a granular. Yeah. I love granulars because they're fast. You just kind of sprinkle them around. If you've got a lot of roses, it's a fast way to feed them. Um, but if you like doing the watering, you know, watering can thing, that's fine too. But yeah. definitely if you're using water soluble, you'll have to do it more than once. So do it again yeah. in three weeks. Okay. okay, that sounds good. Thanks very much. Thanks, hey, thanks George. George. Good yep. luck with that. Checking in with Charlie here on Zuma Radio, the garden show. Frank That's Brock what we should along. call it, checking in with Charlie. Checking in with Charlie. I like now. that. There you go. There you go. There you are. Well, let's check in with Norma out there in St. Catharines. Hey, Norma, welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, Norma. Charlie, over the years, listening to you, I've heard you talk about you used to work with White Rose. Yes. And when White Rose was here in St. Catharines, I bought four roses, mm-hmm. and they were a Floribunda, and the name, I think, it was a Bordeaux. Yeah, there was. And a- they were pink yep. with a darker pink ruffled edge. Okay. Beautiful roses. Well, I had to take them out, and I'm looking to replace them. Is there anything you can recommend that, I know it's a silly question, that will look the same? They were so Hmm. beautiful. Hmm. You know? That one I'd have to do a little bit of looking up um, to see, to make a recommendation. Uh Uh-huh. What were you going to uh, say? I was just having a thought there. Was it the Richmond Hill uh, uh, Society that uh, had yellow, the yellow though. rose? Yeah, oh, it's yellow. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, Norma's looking for a pink. Yeah, the Richmond, oh, pink. Richmond yeah. Hill Horticultural Society has a rose for their 150th. Yeah. Uh-huh. Beautiful, um, beautiful rose. Yeah, I'm just, okay, hold on. Where am I here? I think it's called Pickering Nurseries. Okay, searching uh, on the... The white rose is no more, is it? That's correct. Yes. And all of the roses, all the inventory was sold off. A lot of the roses at that time, this is like 2002 or three, yes. went to Terra Greenhouses. So they bought them and sold them in their retail uh, outlets. Excuse me, what was that? The rose, the inventory of roses... Was sold to? To Terra Greenhouses. Terra That's T-E-R-R-A, I believe. Is yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, All right. Well, I thought I'd check in with you. Yeah, see if l- you could help. Uh, let me look that. Let me look into that for you. I will report back next week. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Love your show. Thank you. Thanks, Norma. Always delightful. Talk to the folks who are liking what they're hearing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's better than having uh, yeah. people yell at you and bitch at you and complain at you, kind of like my last three weeks of retail. <laughs> I tell you, the customer has changed. Either that or I'm a lot less patient. <laughs> well, I think that has something to do with it. Uh, yeah, chasing the customer around with a big stick. Well, yeah, no, I don't chase customers with sticks. I just use sticks to fend them off. But I tell you, the customers that I'm dealing with right now, some, not all, some, have been quite... Um, challenging. Yes, that's a good least. word. Huh? Very, very polite right. word. <laughs> well, let's see what a challenge Siva is going to present to you this morning from just around the corner here in Toronto. Siva, welcome to The Garden Show. Hi, Siva. Siva, good morning. Where'd she get to? Huh? Hello, Siva. Calling once, calling twice. All righty, let's go to Elmville then and have a word with Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Well, fine, thanks. Good, uh, good morning. Um, yes, I was just wondering about, I have flocks in my front yard and it's growing, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, Growing all over, it's, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, the creeping flocks. Creep, yes. Yeah, it's yes. in full it's, flower right now. Yep. It's purple and it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the neighbor was over, <laughs> a couple of neighbors, and they asked, "Can I have a shoot? Uh, you know, a, a shoot from it?" Yep. And, and uh, which is fine, but uh, they're blue. Can I cut off uh, shoots while it's in bloom, or should I wait until the flowers are all off? Uh, what I, I wouldn't cut off shoots. What I would do is I'd get a, a shovel, a sharp spade. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. and I would just cut a chunk out from the edge. So you'd have some root, you'd have right. some le- some stems and flowers, some soil attached at the bottom. Yeah. You know, put that sure. little chunk of plant with soil attached onto a piece of newspaper and hand it to them and say, go plant it right now. So I, I can do it while it's uh, still sure. in bloom then? Yeah, not a problem. Oh, okay, that's okay, a great. pretty okay. tough little plant. Yeah, it is, and it's... Uh, um, it's it's you know really growing beautiful, things, so, you know, and yeah. we sure we know our creeping flocks when it's blooming. That's for sure. Yeah, never it's very think pretty. Never think about it any other time of the year. It's kind of no, cute, and it doesn't bloom for that long, really. Well, if it stays cool, it will. The the thing oh. that stops the spring flowering plants from flowering is the heat. So oh. if if we can keep and if this you know mm. spring keeps going or so cool like it's been, we will see you know crab apples continuing mm-hmm. to hold their flowers, the flocks, okay. many of the the early blooming things that are looking good will stay looking good. If it goes to eighty five degrees next Wednesday, you're right, they're done, they're pooched. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. great. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for your call. Uh, I wonder. Uh, yeah, uh, we just had a word from uh, Sebastian. Everybody that works on this show. I'm telling you, Sebastian's been busy uh-huh. talking to listeners and look what he's written. Well, for you there. I know. That's what I was just going to look it up there. You yeah. want to say what it says? Uh, well, uh, you. Oh, I made took it, it away. Disappear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the mystery bulb. We might Japanese have Japanese wonder flower is what a caller called in to say Japanese that that's what the flower. mystery bulb is. So I'm just doing a quick yeah. search here. Okay. Images, Images mm-hmm. of uh, also known as Gloxinia. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. There you go. There you go. Look. View image. Oh, all right. Oh, it's all tiny, right. but yeah. Okay. Oh, so going back, is. Sandra, are you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Google Japanese wonder flower because there is a photograph of a root that looks, or tuber that looks an awful lot like your Japanese yeah. Uh, is this the same plant, Mirabilis 
Jalapa, Marvel of Peru. Nope, whatever. I'm not sure about the com, the com, I'm not sure about the proper name, but there is a photograph of something here that I just don't have time to get into the details on. Looks an awful lot like a purple carrot. Okay. Okay. Good enough. Well, hey, uh, thank you thank to that you. listener who yeah. uh, took the time and tried to call, call in. So I don't need to do that homework. No, I can, that's hey, done. Check it off. She gave you a little bit of a day off. <laughs> you could use one. I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's getting testy. Look out. Look out. We have to take a smidge of a break here and then come back to talk to Look, June it, in Newmarket. Several yes. people called oh, and said wow. it's Japanese Wonder oh, Flower. There you go. Thank All you, right. everybody. Okie dokie. Back in just a couple of moments here with Charlie Dobbin, the garden show from Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Tweetums. What the heck Tweetums. I don't know. Me neither. But look, I found this really good little website. It's penlive.com. So pen as in Pennsylvania, P-E-N-N live. Somebody asked the question, do you know anything about the Japanese wonder flower bulbs they were selling at the Philadelphia Flower Show? So same idea as Canada Blooms, right? The answer, the guy is is quite actually sarcastic. He said, I saw that vendor. Uh, The Japanese wonder flowers for for $15 are Mirabilis Jalapa, better known as four o'clocks. Four o'clocks are um, a flower that open at four o'clock in the afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. So he he says in his thing, they're they're nothing special until there's flowers on them. Yeah. So at four o'clock, they're nice. Um, They can be very invasive because they seed all over the place. They have the unusual habit of having more than one colored flower on a single plant, and that is quite unusual. Um, But he says, you know, seeds are a lot cheaper way to start four o'clock, by the way, than paying $15 for four tubers. So I Mm. thought that was pretty good. Well, and they're easily uh, recognizable because they have little Timex watches on. Yeah, they they know what time They say, four o'clock, well, hey, let's bloom. It's like morning glory, blooms in the morning. Well, there you are, Mm -hmm. you see. Moon flowers, bloom in the moon, (laughs) bloom for the moon. And we're blooming crazy. Okay, Yipper. June in Newmarket. <laughs> Wait, no, Allison. No, what? Aren't we going oh, to Allison? Allison, I'm very sorry. You're right. Allison, hi. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, earlier on in the program, you gave out a plant sale at 3600 Markham Road. Uh, yep, Kingston Road. When is it? So it's 3600 Kingston Road oh, at Kingston Road. yeah at Markham Road. That's the Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society next Saturday, May the 14th. May the 14th. Hold on. Today's May, today's May, May the 14th. 14th. Next Saturday. It's not next Saturday. It's today. Well, isn't today, today. May? Oh, oh, I'm wrong. It's this Saturday. It's okay. today. Today's okay. May the 14th. So and it's today from t- 10 until 1. Road. My mistake. <laughs> it's, go today if you want to go. Don't go next <laughs> Saturday. It won't be happening. All right. Thank you very much. That's what I just wanted to really confirm with you. I'm glad you did because you pointed out helped me to realize that what I said was wrong. So it is today. And that hardly ever happens. From from 10 until 1. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Away we go. Hardly ever happens. Hardly. Well, true. Write it on the calendar. I made a mistake. Okay, just write it down. I'm going to send off a flare when we get out of here. (laughs) Dina in Toronto, welcome to the Garden Show. Hi. 
Yes, hi, Charlie. Hi, Frank. Hi. It's Dina. Good morning. Good morning. I listen to your show all the time. I love it. Thank you. I, I'd like to know, what do I do with my tulips now that the flowers are gone? You know, I like to leave them in. Mm-hmm. I don't like to take them out oh, every year. Definitely. You know, my husband used to take them out every year, but he passed away. So no. now I just want to leave them in, you know? Leave them in. But if the flowers are finished, go yeah. out there, uh, not necessarily today, but when it stops raining, go out there and just cut off the top you could even cut off the whole green stem that the flower was attached to. So the flower stem, uh-huh. cut that down. Leave the leaves alone. Oh, leave the leaves alone? You have to leave the leaves alone for the next until they turn yellow very naturally over the next six to eight weeks. Wow, because but that's not going to look very nice when I plant the flowers around them. That's correct. That's why your husband used to take them out, because they're very <laughs> ugly. Okay. But okay. So if you can I, I leave can them alone... The stem out where the flower was, yep, right? Yep, but you got to leave the leaves. And it's not a bad idea to feed the bulbs at this time, because uh-huh. what's going on is that those green leaves are absorbing sunlight, uh-huh. fattening up the bulbs for next year's show. I see, I see. Okay, okay. But would you suggest then taking them out every year? I leave mine in. You do, eh? Yep, I do. And I, you plant flowers around them? Yeah, the, uh, and I have perennials. See, that's one of the things, too, you can think about is plan for some perennials to come up and cover, cover or grow yeah, over those leaves. Idea, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like I have daffodils and da- and daylilies, right? So first the daffodils come up, then the daylilies come up, and uh-huh. the leaves are the same initially. And then the daffodil leaves die down, but meanwhile the daylilies are blooming. Right. So you can do that with tulips and hostas. You can do all kinds of different perennials to grow over oh, those super right. ugly yeah, leaves. Yeah, I should pray. Uh, plan more more perennials than uh, annuals, I guess. Yeah, or or you can pull them out. Some people have a lot of money and they pull them out and then they buy new ones every year. No, no, we save them. Yeah. I save them. Yeah, so your husband probably would pull them out and then lay them out on a newspaper or something or lay them in the shade where they would just slowly dry up. Dry up and then uh, plant them in the fall. Replant them, yeah. 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 Okay. Dana, are my ears uh, deceiving me or do I hear a bird in the background there? Yes, it's my budgie right on my hand here. Oh, no kidding. No, He's always after me whenever he wants to come out of the cage, <laughs> and he's uh, he's always uh, playing with me. You know, he wants to play. He's, uh, he's amazing. He keeps me well, company. <laughs> I'm delighted he was joining you in listening because yeah, this show has been for the birds uh, many many times. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds <laughs> sounds very sweet. <laughs> That's great. Thank Thanks. you very much for your help. Have a great day. Uh, you too. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, as we uh, are, well, we have more callers, of course, coming along in just moments here on Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, I can stop treading water. Looks like the uh, rain has stopped momentarily. Momentarily. In downtown Snow's going to start any minute, though. Oh, oh, gee whiz. Oh, we didn't want to Sorry, that. I didn't say that. No. Wanda Scarborough, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Hi there. And I do use Sierra Sil. Oh, Good yeah. for you. And? And it works, but I think I need the topical one, too, occasionally. <laughs> At this time of year, we all do. <laughs> oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> I have these concrete planters. They're mm. about uh, 18 inches square and about 10 inches to 12 inches deep. It, the soil is sandy, and, I'm, and it faces south all day. And I'm wondering what I can plant there. How many are there? Two. And so they're at the front of the house or the back? Or? No, at the back. 
You know what comes to my mind? Because concrete dries out very quickly anyway. You know, you've got yes. the surface area where moisture is going off the top, but then through the sides as well. Sandy, very well-drained soil and full sun. First thing I think of is nasturtiums. Mm. Nasturtiums well, thank from you. seed. I put them at the, uh, at the bottom uh-huh. to cover around. What do you mean but the bottom? Oh, below, below the plant. Some geraniums, but then mm. towards the after a few months, they don't bloom very well. Fertilizer. More even fertilizer? yeah, even with a good potting soil, uh, there is no nutritional value in potting soil. It's very peat based. It's right. a it's a wonderful medium to grow plants in because it's good for moisture retention and drainage and all that important stuff, but no nutritional value. <clears throat> so everyone who's planting in any kind of a container has to keep fertilizing regularly at the top of their mind or using a slow-release fertilizer when they're planting into, the, <coughs> excuse uh, me, into their containers. Slow-release, is that a granule? Or? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is there any specific kind, or there, uh, there's a few different manufacturers that make it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you can get it. Lob- Excuse me, one second. Mm-hmm. Loblaws, pl- um, Canadian Tire. Everybody's got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, or zinnias. I love zinnias in the sun. Do you know I like zinnias too? But something eats the flower, cuts it off. Really. I don't know what it is. Groundhogs. <laughs> yeah, well. Ah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so that doesn't seem to work. They like them too well. But they don't like geraniums. <clears throat> keep going Keep going with those. Sorry. Okay. And I have tried wave petunias. Mm. They don't do too badly. <coughs> All right. Sounds like you've got some good ideas there. Okay. All right, so maybe it's the fertilizing that I need. Yeah, consistent fertilizer for lots of flowers. Oh, all right then. Okay. Thanks for your call, yeah. Wanda. Nice to have you aboard here on the uh, Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. And uh, gosh, we've been traveling right around the province here. Um, let me see. Oh, St. Catherine's come up uh, again on the map here. Wow. Irene, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. 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 Um, I have an anthurium. Uh, which I had, and I talked to you once before about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, when I first got it in February, it was beautiful in bloom. <clears throat> All the blooms died off, so I cut them back. And now the leaves, I've only got leaves here, and the leaves are all going brown. And I took it to a greenhouse, and they said it needs lots of water because this plant can grow in water alone but they can't understand why the leaves are turning brown and there's big holes in it like something's eating it, and yet there's nothing on the plant, nothing on the leaves at all. Odd. How much sun is it in? It's in um, my patio windows. It's not directly in the sun, but it gets lots of light. Hmm. Now, I'm just wondering, uh, those that I cut off are all brown on the top, but they're coming up about four inches height in height. Will they come back or no? So, hold on. <clears throat> You're cutting the, the, leaf, the tips of the leaves off or the whole leaf? The whole leaf, right down to the, to the yeah. bottom of the stem. So, if they start to turn brown, <clears throat> don't cut them off until they're completely brown. Uh-huh. Um, holes in the leaves, yeah, you're right. Sounds like something chewing. 
Um, yeah. yeah, and they like to be kept moist, but not too moist. Like, you, you don't want to rot the roots. Oh, well, she, she told me that yeah, they to can. water it twice a week, and mm. they alone can grow in just water. The thing is, many plants can grow in water, but the roots that they have for growing in water are not the same roots that they have for growing in soil. So since yours is growing in soil now, I would encourage it to continue growing in the soil. I would feel the soil before I watered it. I wouldn't water by the calendar. I would water by the feel of the soil. Um, It should feel... Uh, it's just, it should still have, feel a little bit moist, but dry on the surface. Yeah. Then you water. Do I not let that. it sit in water. Let the water drain through to the saucer below. Ten minutes later, dump out the saucer of water. Uh-huh. Consider fertilizing it this time of year if you haven't already done so. Yeah. And get into a routine of fertilizing once a month right through till September. Now, I have a, a moisture meter and when I put it in and it goes right down to the bottom of the pot, it's uh-huh. always showing wet. Okay, then don't don't water it at that point. Let oh, it okay. get let it get over to the dry side. <laughs> okay, and when these you say don't cut off the leaves until they're totally brown. Yeah. Now should I just cut the leaves off or right down from the bottom? Oh, right from the from the uh, at soil level. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, and hopefully it will come back. I hope it does because yeah. it was a beautiful plant. It sure is. Well, keep in touch with us. Let us know how it goes. Okay? Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Irene. Yeah, we're uh, just closing oh. up shop here darn near, you know. Oh, yeah. Can't, oh, get, to, yeah. can't get to our last callers I who know. are waiting. So, call early, call often. One yes. question per There caller. you go. And, so, uh, what do you got planned for the rest uh, of the day? Coming back uh, two o'clock to three thirty with mm-hmm. all sorts of wonderful music, of course, uh, mm-hmm. timeless hits as we're known. Wonderful. Zoomer Radio, wonderful, and some uh, interesting <clears throat> things. I'll have a Frankie's Funny Bone for you and all that stuff. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And of course, think of me tomorrow out working in the you should be, ten yes. below weather. <laughs> Just want to advise everybody uh, listening in. Coming up next on Dave's Corner Garage. With summer holidays around the corner, what you should know about the buying of a used RV or boat, all-in pricing is the law. Find out more with Terry O'Keefe from Umbic. Your calls and more next after the news on Zuma Radio. Thank you, Frank. You're Thanks, welcome, Sebastian. Charlie. Thanks to all our great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zuma Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.